Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Wolves Weekly with Mikey Burrows, featuring the biggest names from past and present. Hello there, I'm Mikey Burrows and welcome to another episode of Wolves Weekly. I'm joined this week by the former Wolves player Matt Jarvis and the Wolves women head coach Dan McNamara. We'll talk about the incredible win at Spurs, including our appreciation for Pedro Neto especially, but also the balance between the defensive and tactical nous of Gary O'Neill in those big games. We'll talk about how that may change in the upcoming game against Sheffield United this weekend. And there's a little bit of discussion about what went on in the dressing room after the game at Spurs and a dancing challenge has been set. First, here's Matt Jarvis on the win at Tottenham. The way that they play, the, the, obviously having Pedro Neto um, in your team, he's one of the only sort of flying wingers uh, that that used to be about, that now they're all sort of coming inside and turning back, whereas he's still a person that wants to stretch his legs and run in behind defenders and, and carry the ball. And I think that's really important when you're obviously going to be under a bit of pressure and you're not camped in but you're in your own half and every time you get that opportunity to break you need someone that's got that pace and a desire to drive the team forward um, and then it's just a matter of getting uh, bodies in in the box to keep up with him and it's it's, it's the perfect display isn't it uh, less possession more shots and you come away with the three points See, Dan McNamara as a coach will talk about the defensive side probably and how they were able to withstand all that kind of territory and pressure and stuff. But And that is impressive, right, Maka? You can't take away from it, but the counter-attacking stuff was just phenomenal. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with what Java just said then. You know, the... the, the the desire that he has to get up the pitch, but it's got to be it's got to be a joint desire with the other players to finish off what he's doing. Um, but yeah, you, you've watched my team for too long now, Mikey. I mean, I, I could sit here and, and and talk about the structure of the the out of possession and how comfortable they were when when Spurs had the ball. You know, I thought they were phenomenal. I, I, I really did. I thought it was a really disciplined display. And 
they often say, don't they? I, I, I repeat this a lot myself. If you can be as comfortable as without the ball as you are when you've got it, then you, you've got a, a really, really good chance in any game against anybody. And I think we've seen that uh, at the weekend. Maka, can you explain for people who aren't as up as you two on what a low block is and, and why it was effective for Wolves on Saturday? Well, it's, it's um, effectively it is, it is what it sounds like, isn't it? It's, it's almost a, a block which is low, low, low on the pitch. It, it's not not in front of your goal. I don't think Wolves are that low, but um, you know, it's, it's basically trying to protect that space in behind, and it's what Spurs are good at. You know, the, the players they brought in, Son wants space to run into. Um, the 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 uh, God, what's his name? The yeah, he, he he wants space to run into, and and ultimately it's designed around stopping any space in behind for them to exploit. Um, and I think you've seen Spurs sort of struggled with that. They struggle with it, you know. They've, obviously, they got Madison in there, who is really good at picking pockets and picking passes. But I think it was that it was that crowded in, in that central area. I think even he struggled. He was pulling into into spaces where he couldn't be as as effective. So. Yeah, I think it's just about having a real structure in front of your goal and and uh, and protecting that space in behind. It, it's a clear tactic, Matt. And I've spoken to you before about the fact that you played alongside Gary O'Neill and, and you saw him in a different light even at that time. Are you surprised by just how well he's adapted to those kind of technical and tactical intricacies during a game. I mean, the Brighton game the other week between he and De Zerbe was fascinating to watch on the touchline in the way both of them were kind of intricately moving their pawns around almost to, to cancel each other out. That, no, not, not really. I think, you know, even when I was playing with him, he was able to, you know, change or adapt the game on the field from whenever, um, if we were under pressure or if we were on top or if there were certain players that would be more effective. You know, he was able to do that. I think he's he's obviously learned a great deal as being a manager himself um, at Bournemouth, but he's he's definitely grown in in the sense that he's he's so in tune with what's going on. You can see him on the sideline, every every little detail. He he's he's working out whether that's can I can I tweak that? What what can I do to to stop them doing that? Or what can I do to give my players the the better opportunity of getting forward? And and I think he he, he concentrates on that and he's able to do adapt that from actually playing in the position uh, on the pitch to then being uh, outside of the pitch and actually watching the team as it as it develops and it's it's a it's a really difficult skill because when you when you're playing you know you, you can sort of feel it or you can have like you can see yourself if you're not receiving the ball or or if they're trying to if they're getting down one side you can sort of feel it on the pitch but when you're when you're off it you can see absolutely everything so you 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 can you can easily say oh well they're not tight enough they're not so when you're on the pitch it's everything slightly different so He's got the best of both. It's an interesting one because, uh, as you both know, um, when you're kind of in a high vantage point like I am, game's very easy. It's very... I've, I've seen so many things, honestly. <laughs> I could have predicted things. I could have changed things. Um, but on a serious note, like I find it fascinating, Maka, that um, they obviously have the iPad uh, on the bench and they're watching that high-angle analyst view to see some of those things and and be able to adapt within a game which sounds like it's moving the game forward it's probably not because 
people you've had people in the stand i know like people have done it for a long time but it's still really actually intricately superb how they're able to just be able to spot these things in a game in the heat of battle yeah absolutely and i think um yeah <laughs> Javo's hit the nail on the head again with regards to him on the side. I I I, I go to the match, Mikey, and I I just watch him. Like I I if I, obviously being in that position, obviously with the women, I I just find it fascinating his mannerisms, and I think he, he never gets too emotionally involved in the game. You can see him always concentrating on what's coming next and trying to adapt and change things to be to to be better in that moment. And and it, it's an area that I'm trying to trying to sort of a, as a young coach trying to develop on trying to be tactically more aware of what, what's going on the pitch and not be as emotionally as involved because you, you'll probably agree at times, Mikey, I'm, I'm two in the game. I'm trying to <laughs> score goals and tackle players for the for the players. So it, it is fascinating watching him. But again, we've we've had that introduced at, at our sort of level this year with, with having the opportunity to watch it, you know, 10, 20 seconds behind from a better vantage point. And it's, it's fascinating how much stuff you can pick up on now and... and you know all the tactical information that he's getting fed back into his team behind him, and the and the stuff that's relevant comes to the to the forefront for for Gary to obviously make the the overall decision. So yeah, it's, I find it fascinating watching him because it it is about a level of detail, isn't it, Matt? Like the the Chelsea game, they clearly had a plan for when the ball went to Caicedo, and and so when it was with Enzo Fernandez, they didn't press in the same way. That they did when it went to Caicedo. They knew that was their opportunity to get in. Uh, Spurs, there was a clear plan of where they were going to win the ball back and then how they were going to be able to to launch those counter-attacks. It helps massively, right, when you have someone like Pedro Neto, who <laughs> who is the game changer and the, the joker in the pack in terms of how you counter whatever it was that Tottenham were going to do. Well, the thing that, you know, obviously what you work on during the week, you know, he's, he's obviously pinpointed how you're going to do it, but your that game plan is based on you have a Pedro Neto because you can then exploit it uh, as soon as you win the ball back. If you don't have him, it's a completely different game plan uh, for me, I think. But it, it, they have pinpointed it. And as soon as that goes to that player, as you say, Casado, it, it's it's just straight on and everyone knows what they have to do then. it's It's like... You know that that's it. That the 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 uh, you know the gun's gone off. Everyone goes. Everyone knows what they have to do. And 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 as you say, as soon as you can win it back, and if you can break with with uh, with Neto, you know he he's lightning. And you know he's what has he got? Nine assists now, I think this season in the Prem. Um, frightening. I don't. I, you know, I, he's he he is a throwback or a throwback. He is a an an out and out winger. Um, with that, just wanting to take players on, not not going up the line and then coming back and playing short. He wants to take people on and he's able to obviously use his different positions going up front or, you know, just being able to use his pace to just drive up the pitch, which which when you are in, uh, you know, not in possession of the ball a lot and you're, you're camped and you're trying to defend a lot, when you get that opportunity to break, there's nothing like, you know, for a defender or a midfielder, you can see he'd get the ball and just drag your team up the pitch and it gives you a little bit of a respite um, unless you're one of them attacking players that has to keep up with him. <laughs> well, this this part of the question, I don't think I've ever asked you this before. Um, obviously, you know, you played the game with immense speed in those wide areas. 
when he's making that run, which goes from, what, 20 yards from his own goal, literally to the byline at the other end, and it's in a matter of seconds, actually, how much thinking time do you have? Like, when he's running, what's going through his mind? Well, initially, it's, you know, to drive the drive up the pitch to get as, as go as quickly as possible. Then you're looking at your, your the opponent that you're going up against. Are you able to run straight at goal? Do you have to go a bit wider? Um, and then you're looking around to see if there's any teammates coming. And at that point, you're already in your mind whether you're thinking, am I going to be able to go and get a shot on goal myself? Or am I going to be able to have to, you know, look for my uh, teammate to, to set him up? And then it's all about the timing and and the run but you're doing all this at flat out sprinting with yeah. the ball so it's it's it is but you, you the thing is you know he he this is what he does in a game you you do it for years and years years you don't really get to do this in training because all the pitches are a lot smaller you don't get that time to you know really open your legs and run into a, you know acres of, of grass in behind so but you you get used to that sort of um feeling of when you're driving with the ball and you have a little look around to see who's there and you you can slowly maneuver your way up the pitch to where you want to be if the obviously defenders shepherd you out wide then you you know you're not going to be able to really cut inside to have your shot unless you do a good bit of skill which he did to then set up Gomez but um uh it's 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 amazing what you can do at a high speed and I'm, I'm I'm delighted that he's back back fit and, and obviously um, assists and and he's got a couple of goals as well. So uh, I'm I'm buzzing for him. So you talk about it like it's it's completely normal and natural, Dan. <laughs> I don't know about you. I'm sat here kind of going like I I genuinely don't understand how how you can process all of that at that speed. The the awareness to be able to turn back in field at the perfect time, whether. Is there an element of luck to that? Or is that simply, as Java says, like it, it comes from that experience of being in those situations? I think that's that's the difference between the top, top players and it, Mikey. I think Matt would probably agree that the, the top, top players can make those decisions within within a matter of seconds, split seconds. And that's ultimately what, what, what separates the the average ones to, to the Pedro Nettos. You know, he, he, the, the ability that the, the lad has to... To pick the right path. How often do you see it when you, the the there's players that you can probably name off off the top of your head who, who can do all the travelling, but actually when they get there, it's the end product. That's the part that counts. You know, like I, I'll refer to Neto, Salah, you know, those kind of players. Um, and, and as I said, they're the ones that separate from 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 the best from the rest. Sometimes um, it's actually better that they don't have time to think because then it's all instinct. Yeah. You know, if 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 one of the defenders lunges in, it's just you, you're not thinking right. I'm going to do this. It's just instinct, and you nip past him that way. You know, and it's just using. That's why he's so good. That's why he is so good because you can just use that. If someone something changes, you can react to it straight away. And that's that's you know, if I look back at myself, I I sort of had an idea what I would like to do, but every time you're dribbling with the ball, if then the defenders does something you can react to that and go the other way. You know, you're not always going, right, I'm always going to go left or I'm always going to go right. The defender might lunge in and you've got to skip by him and that's your decision made. That's, you know, it, it just happens very instinctive. One of the things that, that probably, I mean, a few people have talked about it, but maybe not as much as they should have done, Dan, was the 
actually the finish by Shao Gomez because uh, after all the work that Neto had done <laughs> to be able to yeah to, to be able to kind of because he uh, I'm fascinated to watch the replay because at no point is Shao Gomez like at full sprint or it doesn't look like he's at full sprint it's just he seems to arrive and get his feet in the exact perfect position and I guess he's just hitting the target right but it looks so sweet yeah, no, mate, it's, that's a difficult finish, that, and it? it's a really, really tough finish to to keep the ball down and, and make a really positive connection on it. And, and how many times you see them sail over the bar? Um, but no, it was it was a top finish. And again, I know it, it looks to me and you, Mikey, like he's not sprinting, but um, I bet he's going quicker than what me and you can. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, to, to do it at that speed, and again, even even Jaws decision making within that split second as the ball arrives you know do I take a touch or am I going to get the, a really good connection with the ball and it, it was it was brilliant wasn't it it was just a, a superb all round goal it's fantastic Wolves Weekly with Mikey Burrows Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky? in line at the deli I guess aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's talk about the weekend ahead. It's been an interesting couple of weeks, actually, with the Chelsea result, then the Brentford result, and then the Spurs result. Matt Jarvis, when it's Sheffield United at home, there is a different expectation, is there not? And probably a different way that that Wolves will have to play because they're not going to be able to do the low block that we talked about and the counter-attack because that's what Sheffield United will try and do. Absolutely. Um, I think a mentality in, in the games is, you know, you're playing against Chelsea, you're playing against Spurs, you've got to raise your standards, you've got to really, you know, be on top form because you're not, you know, in the realist, are you expected to win them games? You know, you're, you're looking at it thinking we need to be on our best form to get anything out of that game. And then you, you, you're, everyone's hyped up, obviously, that they've worked so much on the training ground, all the players are ready for the game. And you just have that little bit in you that you 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 know you you it's a, it's one of them that you're desperate to win. You then have that pressure now of flipping that when you're at home to Sheffield United when you're expected to win, the fans expect you to win. Everyone expects Wolves to get three points. Um, and and as you said, the style of play is going to be completely different to this game. You're going to have possession a lot more. You know, so you're going to be have you, they'll probably be dropping deep, so they won't be able to give Neto space to run into. So you're going to have to then start thinking, well, how are we going to pick through the team? How are we going to play through the lines? Because there's going to be not not much space. So 
I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very sure, yeah, Gaz and his and his team have, have worked on uh, on a, on a way that they're going to be able to break Sheffield United down and and get the you know much needed uh, another three points. Dan, you'll have had this because obviously you've been at the top of your division for quite a long time now, and so teams will adjust how they play against you. And obviously, you know, you come up against sides who've invested a lot and they'll play differently. How how difficult or easy is it to kind of go from saying, okay, we do all this build up for Spurs to be in a certain way, and then we've got to flip it and be different for Sheffield United? If they're different at all, I don't know. I think last time we were on, we were chatting, Mikey, we, we talked a lot about um, like trusting the environment and trusting what the game plans are as a group of players. And, and uh, obviously, Gary has, has got that massively off his plate. You've seen that over the last few weeks. So when he's asking them to go out and execute a game plan, they're all buying into it. You know, you see that week on week. Um, and I think it'll be exactly the same heading into the weekend. You know, as um, Matt said, Gary will, will be going through it with a fine-tooth comb. I'm sure he's putting a game plan together that is is going to be really effective. It is going to be tough. You know, when, when you, you, you're starting to, to break those low blocks down, it's something that we've found tough. Over, like, we've just got to be patient. You've got to keep moving the ball and, and just keep probing and, you know, one one of them does fall for you, and then all of a sudden it's about have you got the does it fall to someone with the composure and the quality to to, to get that goal? Because all of a sudden the goal then changes the the whole dynamic of the game, doesn't it? So, yeah, I think they'll they'll be ready to go. It'll be difficult. It'll be really difficult. It's often the ones that they, they struggle with more, as a lot of teams do. But um, I think there's enough quality on the pitch to 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 keep probing and find a way through. And as I said, as soon as you get one, then the whole dynamic of the game changes. Because that is the eternal question, right, Matt, that like fans will have time and time again. How can you lose at home to Brentford but win away to Chelsea and Spurs? And and there is sometimes no rhyme or reason to it. Sometimes, like Lee Naylor said after the Brentford game, had the Craig Dawson goal stood and it was 1-1, Wolves would have gone on to win the game. But as it is, the fine margin, the goal gets ruled out and Brentford get another on the counter and suddenly it looks like, oh, you've been beaten 2 0 at home. Yeah, it's, sometimes it is. It is just like that. You, there's, there's no way on earth that you know these players would be like, right, I'm going to raise my game and play really well at Chelsea, and then when I'm at home against Brentford, I'm just going to, you know, just go out there and just easy ozy. It, it, do, it doesn't happen. You know, it really doesn't. Um, you know, especially the manager wouldn't, <laughs> Gaz wouldn't stand for that. But neither, neither would the teammates, and especially the fans wouldn't have that. And that. And that's sometimes in a game, it just some things aren't working for you, other things are. But as you said, I think I think goals goals change games massively, don't they? And if you're at home and you get one nil up, you've got everything going for you. The fans are with you. That you've got that feeling. You're at home. You then start dominating possession. It's 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 almost like that pressure sort of comes off you a little bit when when you are at home and it's tense like it will be against Sheffield United you haven't scored and it's still nil-nil at half time it's still nil-nil 60 minutes maybe they get a goal and it's one nil down all the pressure then comes and the tension and that pass and you give the ball away it's it's just a matter of staying composed as Maka said you know you've got to be able to keep probing you've got to be able to keep 
don't get frustrated if you go in out to left and it doesn't happen, you come in, you go out right, it doesn't happen, you come in. You've got to keep trying and at some point you will get a break. Someone, you can't be man for man around the park the whole 90 minutes and be spotless. Uh, I, I can't see that and that's why, you know, Sheffield United, uh, you know, they you look at just at the weekend, they had a bad challenge sent off and the team can't cope. So you get one sort of bit of one challenge or one decision goes against you and and, and and unfortunately they haven't been able to cope with that this season so is it patience Macca is that the virtue that we all need yeah it's, but it, the thing is Mike is it's easy for us three to sit here and talk about it it's very <laughs> frustrating doesn't it <laughs> it, it is a it's a frustrating game at times especially as I said to you it's about whether you can remain composed even after missing that first one or missing that second one because Listen, if 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 we converted every chance, the game would be twelve all, wasn't it? Wouldn't it? You know, so you you got to keep keep your composure. You know, you, we might have a chance in the first five minutes, and and as Matt said, you, the fans might get on our cases because it's not going the way that. But if you can stay patient, stay composed, keep moving the ball quickly, you know, the quality that's on the pitch, you'll always have opportunities, and and it's just about it falling into a a Gomez or a Neto or. You know, Huang or someone who, who who can be clinical and and take advantage of, uh, of of the chance creation. See, I'm setting you up here because uh, <laughs> as you're talking about composure and patience, I'm imagining you during a 90 minutes against <laughs> West Bromwich Albion at the weekend, <laughs> where you are having chance after chance after chance and eventually get it deep in stoppage time. Are you trying to tell me you were patient and composed during that? I think I was patient for about eight minutes, Mikey, and then uh, <laughs> at, uh, well, as not, after conceding after 33 seconds and then conceding again after seven minutes, that patience soon went out the window, mate, yeah. <laughs> it, isn't it do what I say, not what I do? Yeah, exactly that, yeah, exactly that. <laughs> But, but the, I mean, I knew we were going to get the equaliser, Mikey, even if it was the ninety-first minute. <laughs> yeah, and you were just you were just giving a bit of drama, yeah, exactly. for, for the people who were lucky enough to be there to see it. <laughs> Although you could do without a penalty shootout, I imagine well, I, most weeks. I thought, to, to be honest, mate, heading into a tough three-game week, uh, I said to the girls afterwards, I said, "Now I know we've won it." I'd actually, a Black Country derby win in the semi-final of the Cup on penalties is not a bad way to start your week. However, I would probably have preferred us to just do the, the do it in, in normal time if possible next time. Um, but no, a bit of karma. Goalkeeper comes to the rescue, so all good in the end, mate. Were you on the pitch afterwards doing the Gary O'Neill fist bump? Do you know what? Because <laughs> someone, someone asked for it, but not in front of 150 at Compton, mate. It doesn't have the same kind of ring to it. Because <laughs> it, it's become a thing, right? Like, it, it used to be like Nuno's thing from beforehand. And it's a different type of fist bump, if that makes any sense, or, you know, whatever he's doing towards the crowd. But, I mean, Jarvo, say you know him really well. Like, and in all, I'm fascinated by the idea that in all that time when you were playing with him and he's char- knowing his character, like, it, to me, he seems so humble. And it's the way that the players literally push him forwards to do it. But now you can really see that, like, he's genuinely enjoying it. And why should he not? I think he's been, he's been sensational since he's been there. And I think 
the biggest thing for me is what he's done with, like as, as we mentioned before, about everyone buying into everything that he's trying to do. And I think the first few weeks, everyone was sort of buying in. And, and then you, you got a few results and you can then see. And the players were like, actually, this is great. And they seem to be really enjoying the sessions. They seem to be really enjoying the games. And, and they're, they're all sort of buying into everything that he says. And that's what, that's what I mean when you see at the end of the game and they're all pushing him forward because they've got so much respect and admiration for him because they can see how much work that he's doing behind the scenes to get the players to try and improve them, to in, try and improve the team. And, and as you say, he's not, he's not that one that's like wants to go out and it's, it's, it's me. He's not, he wasn't like that as a player. He, he's not like that as a manager, but as you say, when you do get a big win and you're extremely pleased with the player's performance, it's quite nice to have that feeling and go out and enjoy yourself with the fans. I think that's, uh, you know, no one can um, let him not have that. I think you're going to love that, aren't you, if you're, if you're getting all of that interaction with the fans and enjoying your win. It's just, Maka, there's a great juxtaposition between uh, a clip from earlier on in the season, I think um, maybe after the Tottenham game, where... Um, we filmed him in the dressing room and it always stuck with me that he said to the players, like, I couldn't do what you just did. Like, I was a Premier League player, but I couldn't do what you guys just did. Yeah. And that that humility to then be in front of the fans kind of going, like, playfully going, no, 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 I'm not doing it again. <laughs> yeah, I am. Here we go. <laughs> like, that, that just sits next to each other for me in a brilliant balance. Yeah, no, it's, as uh, Matt said, he, he deserves he deserves to that that moment, doesn't he? You, you can see the the respect that the players have got for him now. The the big players are pushing him towards the front. You know, you, Mario's and that. They're the ones that are, are, are telling him to go and you know get the the reap the rewards for for all the hard work he's putting in. Um, so no, I, I agree. It's a, fantastic to see it. Really good, but he is such a humble person, isn't he? And um, you know, hopefully we see many more fist pumps over the next few weeks as uh, as he keeps driving up the table. I reckon the players are doing that also to get an extra day off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we need to see what the women are going to make Maka do to try and to try and level this now. The, the the bar has been set, Maka. Well, the 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 Adigo replicating the photograph. I don't know if you've seen that. Mikey, they've had to go at replicating the uh, the dance from Lamina and the boys, so uh, I'm not too sure oh, it's good, however. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, actually, let, let's finish on that, because it is an amazing set of photographs um, that were taken in the dressing room at Tottenham of the players having a bit of a dance, including Maximilian Kilman giving it a go, and I think he even posted on social media like he had nowhere near the rhythm of the other guys involved. Um, I'm going to ask you this straight, Matt Jarvis. Were there any dance-offs in your time at the club after a big win? Dance-offs? I'm not sure. Maybe dance-offs, but I mean, I remember, you know, especially when the the promotion one, when we all came in and uh, you had George Elakobi was dancing away, and I think quite a few of the lads. It was more like um, jumping around rather than actual <laughs> dancing, I suppose. Um, but. It, it, to be honest, I think it just shows what an unbelievable set of lads and team that you've got there that want to everyone to celebrate together and have that camaraderie. I think we had that when we 
that team that got promoted in the champ from the championship, everyone in the change room wanted to celebrate um, with everyone. It wasn't um, just one person; everyone was there, and I think that's that's what this current team has got. That everyone is in 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 the trenches together. They're all working for each other, and they all want to celebrate together. And I think that's it's a huge, huge positive, and that all so, comes from the manager. So George Ellicobi, the best. Best movie? You not you not putting yourself forward for this? <laughs> I'm absolutely not putting myself forward for this. No, but I'm, I wouldn't say that Coach was the best answer either. <laughs> well, I mean, I imagine he was the most enthusiastic. I think he would have definitely been up there with the most enthusiastic <laughs> and first first on the dance floor for sure. So come on, give, give me a name. Who would who was the oh, best dancer? Oh, I I don't think any of them were particularly great, to be honest. Everyone thought they were decent, I have to say. Um, oh, I, I don't think I could give you a name. All right, name I who... I genuinely don't. Name who thought they were the most decent. That might <laughs> even be a better one. Oh, wow. Um, I think Carl Henry had a few. He tried to give it a few every now and again. I'm sure he did. I'm trying to think back now. Um, Keo, he would have had a go. That's for sure. Um, trying to think who else really it wouldn't have been Foles I'm sure he would have been one that just propped up on the side I think <laughs> yeah Kevin, Kevin Foley and I imagine Richard Stearman just and Jody Craddock just stiff <laughs> stiff moves oh you can't do that to Jody I mean that's unfair I mean we all we oh, all know God. Steers would have just been at the bar we've seen him after that Sheffield United promotion win we know we know what he Absolutely. would have been up to yeah yeah, um, yeah, that's true. Dan, when it comes to when it comes to a big Wolves women result, uh, are you in there showing off some moves? Not, mate, I talk about stiff, Mikey. I I, I cannot <laughs> dance, mate. <laughs> I am absolutely shocking. So uh, yeah, I'll leave that to the uh, leave that to the girls. Um, yeah, there's a, a few movers in there. So yeah, the the girls go and do all the moves, mate. That's not for me. And I think I can say safely say none none of the staff. Hugh isn't the best dancer, you know. There's no, there's no real move, to be honest. <laughs> well, you see, you're through to the next round of the cup. If you retain it, promise me, we will see some moves from you by the end of the season. All right, mate. I'll, I'll start. If we retain it, I'll work on. I'll work on some <laughs> for the next three months. <laughs> you might, you might not get a lot, mate, but I'll promise you, there's going to be something. <laughs> Strictly Wolves is on the way, and we absolutely, about, I'm absolutely there you? for it. What about you and Tomo, Mikey? Listen, listen, <laughs> like Tomo is an old man these days. He, you know, he's a granddad. Are you he's, saying he's you've got, got him? Is that what you're he's, saying? He's got, he's got dodgy hips. Whereas you know they don't call me snake hips for nothing, my friend. There's a bit, there's a bit of salsa yeah. on there. I mean. Fantastic. That's just what I want to see. <laughs> you really, really don't. I promise yeah. you. Wolves Weekly with Mikey Burrows. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.